Hey everybody and welcome to Unhappy Endings, a rewatch podcast devoted entirely to the cancelled too soon ABC sitcom Happy Endings. I'm Neil McNeil and with me this week are my guest hosts, Jeffrey Rizzi and Pat Kamo. And we're going to be watching what is season two, episode two of Happy Endings, Baby Steps. All right, so this week I am joined by two very special guest hosts. It's actually the first time I've ever done a three-person roundtable discussion of this. Pat, Jeff, why don't you all introduce yourselves, tell the audience how we know each other, how you know each other, what we've, I don't know, what I, just life, just how how we have been brought together onto this couch right now. Cool. Well, Neil and I were roommates in college, freshman year, known him since then. And Pat and I have been dating for six years, <laughs> <laughs> pretty much since right after Jeff and Neil stopped living together. Yes, um, so we've yeah. we've seen each other. We've known each other for six, seven years now. This is, oh and it's all coming full circle with happy endings here. Yep, Boston, L.A., New York, all over. Gay line dancing. Gay oh line dancing. Above. God, <laughs> all the line dancing and. <laughs> Now, this is this is actually Jeff's first time watching Happy Endings, but Pat, you are a big fan of the show. I have watched a whole bunch of the show. <laughs> I loved everything that most of these cast members have done outside of Happy Endings, which is what brought me to Happy Endings. Um, and I think it's just an amalgamation of these awesome, awesome actors. I don't know how they all got onto one show. It's it's so great because they all play so well with each other, and you can tell that they like want to be friends. Like they are like a friendly group of people. Yeah. Uh, they are doing a reunion at Vulture Festival in a few weeks, and I am trying my damnedest to get there and just to watch them talk about this show because I'm sure they have a lot to say. The show only ran for three seasons, but like they all are still so committed to this. Like they reference it all the time. They take pictures together. They love each other. But Jeff, you've never seen the show. No, I have not. You're a big fan of sitcoms, though, right? Yes. So this was amazing, though. I mean, it was very funny for like, you know, coming in middle of the season episode, and uh, no, it was very easy to catch on. Very funny, easy to tell who the characters were right away. What would you say your favorite sitcom is, though? Uh, favorite sitcoms Thirty Rock. Okay, yeah. it's, it's a good. It's a that's like a solid answer. Like we yeah. grew up with like. We grew up in an age where, like, sitcoms were changing from multi-camera to very single-camera, and kind of, like, the older generation was shying away from it, but we really embraced it. Yeah. Like, we were all for it, and Happy Endings is such a good example of a show that could have easily been a multi-camera sitcom, much like mm-hmm. Friends. They reference it a bunch in the show, too, how they're very Friends-like, right. um, but they managed to nail down, like, the single-camera format so, so well. Um, Jeff, Pat, mm-hmm. who would you say your favorite characters are or who do you think who do you think best represents you on this show uh i think those are two different answers um because i max is absolutely my favorite character i'm pretty obsessed with adam pally and i think he's the most ridiculous but i see the most in him that i see in my friends just across the board Mm -hmm. um if i had to pick one that i identify with though it would be penny (laughs) Penny? the the one who leaves to go to the mall okay oh my god (laughs) um i'm easily distracted i'm easily swayed i make a decision and immediately reverse my decision Uh, and I'm very intimidated by high school students, so. Uh, <laughs> Adios mio. Uh, yeah. 
Yeah, uh, I used to teach swim lessons to three through 15 year olds. And after I stopped, I kind of lost all touch with children and really just get uncomfortable around them. So um, that was at least with this episode who I very much uh, identify with. Jeff, what about you? Um, I'd say across between the guy with no job <laughs> and the guy in the steady relationship. <laughs> you are a good, you're a good combination of Max and Brad. I can see that. Yeah, uh, very similar lifestyles, both of them. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, th- I I would probably say the the guy who wore the dress. I was about to say, as far as shopping goes, I think they're pretty yeah, much on the I, same. I page. related to everything he was saying there. That was I'm very much on the same page. If it looks good and the price is right, it looks good. Yeah, it's it. If the price is right, it looks good. <laughs> That's pretty much. Yeah. A leads to be there. Mm-hmm. That's it. Pat, do you have a favorite episode of Happy Endings? Jeff, I know you're you're about to get a favorite episode because oh, well, you're about to binge watch this entire the whole thing. thing. Yeah, no, Honestly, I, it's been so long. I, I this was one of the ones that I remembered very very strongly. Mm-hmm. Even all of the supporting characters in this one, I recognize, or even like one of the Madisons. I don't know where I remember her voice <laughs> from, but like I know she's done voice acting elsewhere. So this is one of the ones that st- stood out in my mind, mm-hmm. which is why I was so excited when you said it was going to be this one today. I, I always forget how fun this episode is and just like how over the top all of the storylines are throughout this episode. Like we get some grounded stories with happy endings. They have some like very real life situations, but this is just like, it takes it to the next level. Yeah. Um, the three stories that we have going on in this episode are Penny and Alex um, trying to make Alex's store like a lot more fun. So she introduces a baby clothing line, thinking that moms will come and buy the clothes. But really, teenage girls decide that they're going to wear these tiny, tiny baby t-shirts with like ridiculous phrases on them. <laughs> and her and Penny befriend, um, what is it, Chloe and the Madisons? Yeah. <laughs> Chloe and the Madisons, <laughs> a group of high school girls who are kind of bitches, but... You know, that's just what high school girls are that's like. That's what they do. That's, I'm, I'm, I remember them. I remember high school being so distinctly just like that. And I'm like, yep, I knew those girls in high school. A hundred percent. We also have um, Dave and Max deciding that in order for Max to help pay the rent, in order for him to really pull his own weight, he's going to work in Dave's food truck, which doesn't end up working out too well for them. Um, sometimes <laughs> friends just can't work together in that sort of capacity or work for each other in that capacity. So Max goes off and decides to have his own little adventure um and has to make the decision the courageous brave decision to part with his beanie baby collection which i feel that oh i hear uh yeah (laughs) as we sit here looking at neil's lego collection i can't even imagine like his beanie baby collection i am a hoarder i i admit this i fully you are a connoisseur you are not a hoarder this is this is a hobby this is a very pleasant hobby i had to make it a mental note that in the month of may i will not buy a new lego set i will not buy a new pop vinyl treat yourself i can't though because yes. like i'm gonna be traveling and like what am i gonna do like when i carry these all around with me <laughs> you felt like you're gonna be traveling and you had to leave them home by themselves <laughs> i don't like, want to leave you guys i'm gonna be travel i'm not even gonna be here to look at it <laughs> i do i do usually whenever i do travel i do pick a p- favorite pop vinyl and like take it with me yeah. in my luggage just to like have a yeah. companion <laughs> 
most. <laughs> Part of me thinks you're gonna leave and have a, a full suitcase and then have to leave stuff at, at your house home in New York <laughs> because you've purchased so many of these things while you're there. That's why I can't, whenever I go home for Christmas, I have to pack an extra bag, mm -hmm. like in my bag, because I know that I'm gonna have so much stuff to take with me that I'm gonna need to check two bags when it I happens. come home. It's bad, it is bad. <laughs> Neil, would you ever sell any of these to make rent? Absolutely before? not. Yeah. <laughs> I, have, I have contemplated it before. I have thought about selling old comics before and then realized that I didn't want to part with any of them. So I just kind of stopped advertising that I was selling them. And I was like, no, these are my babies. Because they all have souls and they'll all remember that you sold them for money. Listen, Toy Story 3 <laughs> fucked me up. Oh, man. Like, I don't know what these guys get up to when I'm not here, but they, they do stuff. They do something. My Beanie Babies they, at home, they probably are all like best they friends. They have their own. Yeah, they come yeah. out of their little boxes. I had the protective cases for them. Oh, of course <laughs> you do. Of course I do. Um, and the third story we have in this episode is Jane realizing that when she sold her eggs back in college, that she might have a little egg baby running around who, what was, what did, the, what did she name it? Dora. Oh, oh, she named it Julia. Julia, yeah. But the baby who she believes is hers is named Dora and she's not too crazy about that name. So <laughs> she decides she's going to um kind of be like this girl's fairy godmother in a creepy beat up van and... <laughs> doesn't really work out for her. <laughs> well, fairy god real mother. Let's start off with uh, this storyline, because um, I have a question for both of you. Yes. Would you ever donate your sperm? Uh, <laughs> uh, has it crossed my mind in times of desperation? <laughs> no. Uh, I don't think I would. I don't think I would. I haven't, and I, I, I don't. Yeah. No, I don't think I would. I think it's it's. Uh, I mean, I like the thought of helping someone who really wants a kid to do that, but I feel like it's my DNA. I'm gonna keep it to myself. Mm -hmm. My, I think my rationale for this is if I ever use a surrogate mother to have a kid, then. She, she would be essentially giving me her eggs to bring this right. baby into the world. I'd be like, well, I have to return the favor somehow, karmically, right. so I right. would donate sperm. Right. I think I would donate my mm -hmm. sperm to a set of friends who is yeah. having trouble. Yeah. But... Oh, I, lesbians. Like, <laughs> I'm sure I that we have lesbian lesbians. friends who need some good sperm. <laughs> Light bulb. Lesbians. Light bulb. Ding. Uh, lesbians. lesbians. All right. All right. Yeah. I'd do it for the lesbians. I wouldn't do it for anybody else. Because, like, like Jane, I would want to have some sort of connection to this kid. I wouldn't just want, like, a baby running around in the world who I have no idea who he or she is, what they're up to, what they're like. I, my, I'm more morbidly curious as to which of my traits would be passed on to a kid that I wouldn't have a hand in raising. Because I would love to be able to see that child progress and be like, mm. yep, you are me. You yep. have nothing to do with me, but you are me. That's what it would be. That's why. That's where my hesitation is. It's like a possession thing. Like it wouldn't be my kid, but it would still. You would see yourself in be it. Be me, which is yeah. I wouldn't be able to do that. I wouldn't be able to keep my distance. Well, then no what's way. what's the weirdest thing you've ever done for money? Like weirdest job you've ever had? Oh, uh, we <laughs> easy. We dog sit. Uh, we dog uh, watch for these two show dogs and they're called poolies and those are the dogs that are fully dreaded they straight up look like mops <laughs> and they live in this weird mansion in the hills and but they're show dogs so they have like a very strict diet a very strict walking schedule like very strict sleeping hours i mean they're like they're trained to the minute 
Um, but one of them is the dog on the NBC show Heartbeat. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, you were telling me about that. He's, the, he's straight up a television star now. Oh, my God. Has um, an agent. Has, they both have agents. more than we do. Yeah, they like, <laughs> oh, my God. They go on auditions. They they compete in shows. They oh, it's, it's absurd. It's absurd. I can't believe that that side of the world exists still. Like, I remember seeing, what was it, um... Not show dogs. Best in show. Best in show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And being like, this is absurd. Like, there aren't people actually out there who do this, but there are. But They're there, everywhere. There are so many people. So and there are so many beautiful so dogs out there that, like, I would just, I would want a pet. Right. I would yep. just, like, I would do that sort of, like, uh, I would just, I would befriend every single dog and never want to leave them. Right? How do you do it? Oh my god, that's the hardest part. That's the hardest part of the job because even if they're annoying, when you go to leave, they sit there and they look at you. They're like, "You leaving? You're gonna go? Like after all we've been through the last? We had such a good week. (laughs) What did we do? Deserve you leaving? That is the hardest part. I think um for me, not I mean the weirdest job I ever had was the tomb in Boston, which I've talked about the ancient Egyptian escape room. But I actually, so my mom's um, best friend tagged me in a photo on Facebook the other day. And whenever she does that, I instantly just it's go, so <laughs> it's not going to be a good one. Because it's not going to be a good pick. Because I know exactly like what, like I know I know when I knew her, like from whatever this photo is going to be. But let me pull it up for you right now because it is from when I got my first paycheck for working at a daycare center that she ran. Um, it was a very nice, um, I wasn't 16 and in New York, you have to be 16 years old mm-hmm. if you want to like apply for a right. job. Yeah. And it was like the summer before my 16th birthday. I really wanted to work, like really wanted to work. Like I had a weird work ethic and I was like, how things have changed. Well, for me, it was like, I was like, I want to make money so I can buy stuff. Like, my main okay. incentive was buying the Buffy DVDs and, oh, like, swear it all started. Video Both, games. You're getting a real insight here. But this is a picture of me getting my first paycheck from Martha. <gasps> ah! Oh, there he could rejects! <laughs> Everything oh, about this picture. Oh, my goodness. I, it's going to be my throwback Thursday this week, so viewers out there, check back for this. But this is... The hair. Look wow, at the look hair. at that hair. There is some there, there volume. Is, there is volume. There's asymmetry. There's yeah. oh wow. There's oh, braces. Oh my god. This is like the most me photo from high school I've ever found, and I hate it. I love. I want to burn my oh phone my when I look at this. That's beautiful. That's fun. But like the fact that like I looked like that, and they were like, "You could work with kids." No, <laughs> kids would be horrified of me if they oh saw that. God. And I was like babysitting like two to three year olds who were well aware that I looked like a totally complete weirdo. <laughs> yep. There was this one baby, Brady, who like he would only he would only want to be held by me. And every time like the other girl who used to work there, who was Martha's daughter, would go to hold him, he would just cry and cry Aww. to the point where his parents were like, "Do you want like a nannying job with us?" And I was like, "No, I am fifteen. Do you want?" His dad was also like the hottest and like was like a professional bodybuilder oh wow and it was okay. really frustrating mm, wow like little like twinkie 15 year old me like looking at this man being like destroy me please <laughs> <laughs> yes oh my god <laughs> not while i hold your child <laughs> preferably when i'm off the clock is this why you're asking me to be your babysitter <laughs> I've, I've heard about this fantasy before oh i've god. seen it oh my god <laughs> I also one time, now I'm thinking about it, I also one time when I didn't have a job out here, I signed up to be part of one of those, like, take a survey and we'll pay you cash things. Uh-huh. Um, and I got brought in to play a new app game. And it was all about, it was almost like an, like one of those farm games where you, like, keep 
like you have a farm you gotta keep your animals alive yeah except it was only puppies it was like a puppy it was like you had to like keep your puppies like happy and like train them and like if you it was like a tamagotchi or like a i don't know one of those things but anyway the whole point of it is that it wasn't really like a game it was more of a just like i don't know what they call those things but like, like there a, was no like there was no objective other than it was like, like a simulator yeah it's almost like, like it was almost like sims with puppies but it was an app remember nintendogs no it sounds kind of like that <laughs> it was a game for like your game boy and ds where like your entire objective was like to have the happiest puppy oh my god <laughs> like no and oh, oh my god and i just remember because like it was so funny because they, they had a room full of like very different demographics and everyone they were like so is like anyone enjoying this and everyone was kind of like no <laughs> you gotta be honest here. yeah Not that's really. what they say they're like you gotta be honest with us like if you really don't like it we want to hear like everything we want to hear why you don't like it and and so everyone was kind of just like well <laughs> we're not really doing anything there's no <laughs> real clear objective here taking up a lot of space on my phone uh, this is not it was very funny speaking of doing weird things for money so max and dave decide that they are gonna work together max his he decides that his dream uh is to work for dave not mm-hmm. to be what was it scotty pippen sassy butler <laughs> <laughs> oh but that's his like pie in the sky person he would work for but he decides that he wants to work for dave um but it doesn't work out for them because they have two very different work ethics who would be your dream person to work for if you ever had to like be someone like personal assistant footstool i just applied to be jake gyllenhaal's personal assistant Stop. <laughs> Legit, like true story i, like, I very close to got the a job. phone interview and then like the last round of the interviews they were like so can you come in tomorrow we're on the upper west side and i was like "Ooh, upper west side of santa monica <gasps> oh no like, of new york city i was like yep this is not gonna work out um anyway that would sorry that would be crazy (laughs) could you imagine jake at all was your boss (laughs) 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 um i think i've been using this person for a lot of answers recently for various questions but my answer is totally tyra banks (laughs) okay (laughs) because she's the most wild and there's moments where she puts on that like robot face but otherwise she's the most like flippant ridiculous human being on planet earth and she's probably not from planet earth Mm -hmm. um (laughs) i can see that i can picture myself having a lot of fun with her (laughs) i would i think i'd want to be sarah michelle geller's babysitter is what i've decided (laughs) i would love to like run into her like my dream is that you know, I'm just, like, reading in, like, the West Hollywood Park one day, and, like, mm. she's there with her kids, and, like, the mm-hmm. kid comes up to me and, like, decides to, like, form a special bond with me, and she's like, oh, like, my kids seem to really like you. Like, do you want to come babysit sometimes? And I'd be like, oh, my God, I would love to babysit for you, Buffy. Like, just let me know when and where. And then when you get home from work, um, we'll have a drink before I leave, and like, then we can we'll just, just like, become best friends. about life. Yeah. Yeah. Just, I want like, to hear all about you. Chat. Tell me about your day. Tell I'll me about be, your, like, your hairdresser. Oh my god. I'll like oh tuck god. you in. I'll like sleep in your bed. It'll be great. <laughs> we'll <laughs> comb your hair. <laughs> <laughs> just brush each other's yeah. hair. Paint each other's nails. Well, if we're going down that route of being able to also like choose our jobs with these people, mm-hmm. I would love to be the personal chef for like seth rogan because oh. his requests would be like put those totina's pizza rolls in the oven for me and then like 
make me some nachos. It wouldn't be like outlandish requests. And then I'm I'm assuming we'd get to just chill all day yeah. and eat Totino's pizza rolls. I could see him <laughs> wanting you to make a pizza, but to put it like to put on top of it Totino's pizza rolls oh, and also yeah. sprinkle some Doritos on. Oh, oh yeah. I don't no, know why my, that image just came to mind. God, Part of no, me imagines that's that like BuzzFeed <laughs> we'd get halfway through making something. He'd be like, well, why don't we just like flip this on its head and like build it into a burrito and then it's gonna it would just be a lot of fun i like how it went from personal chef to like cooking buddy yeah (laughs) part of me thinks he'd just want to be involved why would you want to be a person like you would not want to be his like you would not want to be his personal chef (laughs) like oh i hate cooking it's not about that it's like do that well i'm not saying i would want to be a personal chef for like jennifer gardner it's for (laughs) seth rogan it's for someone who doesn't want me to act cook he just oh wants God. like munchy snacks i want to be jennifer gardner's gardener <laughs> <laughs> and that's the job that is the there dream job is. do you think that she um has like all the bad batman versus superman reviews favorited oh, and just like scrolls man. through them sometimes and laughs because i pictured that oh and like the picture uh. of his back tattoo like framed on her wall he has a back tattoo oh it's fake but it's like Oh. A full back tattoo he's had for oh. like six months. But it's a fake back tattoo? What is wrong yeah. with him? He is going through some stuff. Well, good for him. <laughs> <laughs> Little journey. Have you ever had a friend that you worked with who you just didn't know? You knew that you wouldn't be able to like be coworkers for too long and just like had to like separate yourself? Um, When I first, I, I yes, um... I was working in an office. Actually, it's like the reverse of that. Mm-hmm. I thought that about this person, and then we ended up becoming really good friends. Um, J- JD. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> I was working in an office, and um, long story short, the boss was like, all right, so we have someone new starting. His name is Jeff. He's from the East Coast. He just went to art school. He just graduated. He's Italian <laughs> and he's gay. I was like, what the hell? Are you like straight up trying to replace me? Like that's that's my resume. That That's like what I have going for myself. From the East Coast, Italian, just graduated art school. I was like, what the hell? Like, And his name's Jeff? They're like, yeah, his name's Jeff. So he came in first day and I was like, hey, Jeff. <laughs> like, let's get something straight. I am Jeff. You are not. <laughs> Good luck fitting in. <laughs> and then, like, time went by, and two weeks later, I, two weeks, two months later, I joined. I gave him a chance that I joined a recreational dodgeball league with him. There you go. And you've been friends ever since. Yep. He was out line dancing the other night too. Yep. Yep. He sure was. Oh my goodness. That was mine. I don't know. I feel like I've definitely had um, jobs where, especially like I had to hire interns, and I had to like when I would hire them, I would put up this like big front of like, "We are not going to be friends. Like, I am your boss. I am going to boss you around." Mm. And by the end of it, like. I'm giving them my grinder and going like, hey, like, find me a man. Yeah. And they're like, what? And I was like, I'm like, this is your job today. Like, find me a cute guy and Do start me messaging a him. Favor. So yes, I, solid. I, yeah, I kind of flipped it on its head too. I was like, we are yeah. not going to be friends. You were going to do exactly what I say. Right. Um, Jeff's agent referred me to a job about two years ago. I was pretty desperately job hunting. She referred me for a job firm with a friend of a friend. And I was like, okay, well, Jeff's agent's a little like spunky and she's 
she can be a little sassy. So I imagine that's what this person's, my new boss is going to be. This woman was tan as can be. She was about 45, like leopard print nails, kind of like jet black hair, just like <laughs> a ridiculous human being. And at first we were like, buddy, buddy, like, um, what's her face and all the high schoolers. Like, oh, yeah. like I literally <laughs> felt with her that I was like her Madison and all of a sudden, about a month and a half in, I realized how crazy this woman was. And she would swear at the top of her lungs for the whole office to hear. And I was always on, like, not the receiving side of it. But the moment I was, I was on her shit list. And I immediately knew I could no longer work oh, there. Oh, no. Um, and You're what right. She is such a... Yeah. yeah. And the, the one... the thing that like the straw that broke the camel's back was she really laid into me one day for like not photocopying a 50 page packet before I sent it out and making a copy and uh <laughs> I went to go g-chat my co-worker and say oh my god my <gasps> boss is really like I can't oh, even no. believe she just flipped out at me like that and I <laughs> g-chatted my oh, boss no. instead <laughs> and uh <laughs> if I hadn't already put in my two weeks I'm sure I would have been fired so <laughs> oh no <laughs> That oh, was that. God. So he did that. <laughs> that was good. That's bad. Oops. But speaking of uh, the Madisons, our final story of the episode is when Alex decides to revamp her store and sell baby clothes um, with like funny, like little, like cute sayings of like, I'm naughty, you're daddy's girl. Mm. And then teenagers started wearing those shirts. If yep. you were to buy one of those shirts, what would yours say? Oh my god, that's a good question, Neil. <laughs> that is a good question. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be honest here. Mine mine would be the I poop shirt. I was about to say. I, I mean, that's a that's I like, one I would definitely wear. I like the put me to bed shirt. I thought that was pretty funny. The put me to bed, like that's. I think that might be the one. I, or feed me. Yeah, probably wear a feed me shirt. <laughs> that yeah. I would, yeah. Feed me is a good one. That's really good. Thank Maybe you. also like a daddy's girl shirt, but the S's are dollar signs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Or like baby fat with a PH. Oh, like, oh that's nice. a great one. That's a good one. <laughs> that's a pretty good oh, one. Man. But when they're, when they're <laughs> trying <Poke> to... Me. <laughs> <laughs> Baby teeth, T-E-E-F. Take my temperature. Nice. (laughs) Oh, these are all so vile and gross. My diaper's dirty. (laughs) Change me. (laughs) Breastfeed me? Ooh. (laughs) Yep, that's... Put some imagery I need later. a pacifier. I need something to suck on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, Lord. Oh, these Lord. These are good. I'd actually wear half of these. In WeHo. Not yeah. oh, anywhere yeah. else. Nowhere else is it allowed. Or Coachella. I yeah. Mean, that's what I was thinking of. It was very Coachella. I feel like it that's was, how yeah. people shop for Coachellas. <laughs> Don't They're tell like, my mommy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And then um, when Alex tries to like confront the girls and say, like, hey, you should stop buying these shirts, they befriend her. And mm. like the whole like, ooh, like we're the cool girls in high school and these people are very insecure about themselves. Let's make them a part of our clique until we no longer need them. Oh, yeah. It's a very high school girl thing to do. Oh, yeah. 100%. Suck them dry and then let them go. <laughs> do you remember? I know, like, high school was a while back for all of us. Mm. But do you remember what the mean girls were like in your school? <laughs> were oh they mean god. to you? Did they oh bully you? Oh, my god. Oh, yeah. Oh, my god. But I was also totally a mean girl for a little bit. <laughs> I was also totally on the ends of it. So I can't, like, complain too much. I was, I was that closeted gay kid who was friends with, like, 
every faction of girls. So I had like the nerdy girls who were like my really close friends, mm-hmm. but then all of the the like popular and also smart girls liked me a lot because I we were on all the same classes. But the girls I like really, really, really hung out with were the like tough girls who like didn't want to do their homework. So I'd be yeah. like, "Girl, you look fly in your like flare jeans and your white kids. I'll do your homework <laughs> for you." And then you just like give me your oversized hoodies. Like, oh, we were. I, yeah, I got in with them. The you. girls never made fun of me. It was the guys I had to worry about. <laughs> you see, I, I, I was out all of high school. So, like, I had the factions of girls. Like, if I tried to be a friend, they'd be like, yes, yes, please. Yeah. Oh, my God. Like, I would love to be your friend. Dad, I need a gay friend. To the yeah. point where um, the fresh after freshman year, we had a party called the High School Stereotypes Party, where you're supposed oh to come God. as you aren't. Okay. So you're supposed to come as a high school t- uh, stereotype that you weren't. Um, oh so, like, my friend Brian, Brian Bordeaux, mm-hmm. um, borrowed, like, all my, like, punk gear. Like, he dressed up as me, essentially, wore, like, a Hello Goodbye t-shirt, mm-hmm. studded belt, skinny jeans. And I was like, okay, like, I could go the very, like, obvious route and be a jock. Like, that'd be hilarious. That's mm-hmm. who I wasn't in high school. Or I could go to one of the popular girls who I know, um, ask to borrow her cheerleading outfit, and go to the party dressed as that. I ended up mm. walking around the party with a blender full of um, rum something, like a rum blended drink. And this isn't last weekend. This isn't this last is weekend. This is like, this okay. is no, this is like 19 year old me, fresh out of like my freshman year of college. Nothing's changed. I'm like, this is, this is who I am inside, drinking out of the blender. Oh, oh my yeah. God. And oh, that yeah. was a mess of a night, but I looked good in that outfit. Oh, I'm oh, sure I'm you sure. did. Well, we also were high school weight, you know? So. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. That so was like... skinny, twinky thighs of mine. Oh. <laughs> R.I.P. Oh. Oh, yeah, that is that is something I will never be able to do. I'm glad that I did it way back when. <laughs> I my will say. School, my school didn't have Mean Girls because we didn't. Well, we did, but, like, they. I had such a small high school. I went to public school, but there was still, like, only 80 kids a class kind of a thing. Oof. So, like, there were, yeah, the, there were, like, three, like, under 300 kids in, in the whole high school, mm-hmm. which is, so there wasn't, like, I mean, there was popularity, but the popularity was mostly based around sports, but our sports teams didn't do very well. <laughs> so there just wasn't, like, there wasn't a lot of that there. <laughs> Even the popular people were a little pitiful, too. <laughs> you yeah. see. Yeah, it was weird. Honestly, in my town, more of the popularity was, like, like who lived in the town the longest like there were a lot of like, <laughs> there were a lot of like cousins and like cousins of cousins mm-hmm. like in mm. the school i know so it's very like the more family you had there the more popular you were because yeah, these people exactly. were forced to like you because yeah because exactly <laughs> you exactly. see my high school like your graduating class you said was like 80 kids yeah that was the size of our honors program right so we had like <laughs> exactly. popularity factions within subgroups so it oh wasn't like God. there was like one overarching group of popular kids it was like the honors kids had like the popular crowd the right. football kids had the popular crowd the arts kids had the popular crowd oh my God. so it was very overwhelming and when you're part of like three or four different groups in high school you're just like i don't know where i fit in this oh, yeah. is awful oh yeah it was high school was fun. <laughs> High school was a lot of fun. My my one like shining moment, the thing I hold on to dearest is the one girl I ever let get to me was a girl that I used to be really good friends with, friends with her from like kindergarten on. In ninth grade, I walked into my English class and found somebody, found out it was the girl that went by Kiki. <laughs> 
um, Kiki had written Pacamo's a fag <gasps> on the desk, on my English desk, like Whoa. 200 times. To be fair, it was a true statement. <laughs> <laughs> to, be, to be fair, <laughs> to be fair she, she was, she, she hit the nail right on the head. Um, but nobody else knew that yet. So, or they did, but I guess <laughs> I just did it. Um, they kept it to themselves. So like, that was the one girl I let get to me. Lo and behold, she later went on to who work at Walgreens for six years and then they caught her stealing like tons and tons and tons and tons of stuff. Yes. <laughs> and they fired her. <laughs> and she works at uh, Market Basket still. So so take that, Kiki. Ha, Kiki. Kiki. Suck it, girl. <laughs> Suck it, Kiki. Suck it, Kiki. <laughs> Do you guys think this episode overall had a happy ending for our characters or was it kind of like a weird... I feel like everyone in this episode... Is that like the point of the show? Is it sp- every like ending supposed to be like a happy ending? I... The the show is more about like the relationships between the people like you okay. saw how yeah. alex and penny um kind of like had this like brief falling out but then came back together when they realized that they were not in high school anymore right dave and max had this weird like struggle in their relationship um mm-hmm. with the co-worker or the boss employee dynamic mm. and then even jane and brad had the whole like oh like this isn't really your daughter like we will have our own daughter one day so it's an exploration of all the different relationships that exist within the show i would say it i mean like it was a happy ending in that they all went off the deep end and somehow made it back out of the pool yeah (laughs) like they they really they don't always like go to that extreme but all six of them went to the extreme this time and they all made it back alive so that in that sense it was a happy ending and max came back with a lot of cash yes he did that was happy for sure it totally had a happy ending like they were all like even though they were still like stressed about everything that happened they still like went out for drinks and we're just like yeah that happened can you believe it like and it was more like it's okay because they had each other isn't that a perfect metaphor for what it's like to be in your 20s it felt felt a lot like a how i met your mother kind of episode yeah that they all like really went there and then finally made it back yeah kind of safe and kind of sound it was a little how i met your mother less less problematic and you know we're not going to go down that route. Yeah. <laughs> if you rewatch that show, it's very problematic. It oh. was honestly, it, it felt a little, um, it, it had a little um, new girl mm. in it to mm-hmm. the way they all like kind of ad lib those like lines every now and then. Like yeah. at the beginning, like right before they like went into the title sequence, they were all like, yeah, no, no, yeah. It's, 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 they're all just like ad living over each other that like, and at the end they did it too with when he was like, should I get the shirt? Like, no, my man. They're all like, no, you should get the shirt, man. You <laughs> should like, shirt. it was bit, like, I felt a lot of like little new girl in it mixed with a little, what was it? How about your mother? How about your mother? Yeah, I can yeah. see that. Well, Pat and Jeff, thank you so much for coming on this week. Um, if you want to tell the internet where they can find you, if you so please, if you want to oh stalk. My God, oh my Instagram God. me. <laughs> <laughs> Love Insta. Instagram us. Instagram us, <laughs> Like everything. At comeover, C-O-M-E-A-U-V-E-R. Oh, that's how you say your Instagram name. Come it's over. like my last name, but with a ver at the end. Come out. <laughs> that's clever. And like I'm that. just Jeff Rizzy. Jeff Rizzy. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing clever there. Nope, but I have a lot of dogs on my Instagram. That is that is so a you, good uh, selling that's point. So. very true. <laughs> Lots of dogs. All right. Well, once again, thank you boys for coming on. Uh, thank you all for listening. Be sure to like, rate, subscribe this podcast. Listen along. Tell your friends. Tell your family. We're going to be doing two episodes a week from now on, so you're going to be getting a lot of Happy Endings content. Some great guests lined up for this season, so be sure to subscribe. Love you guys.